What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Both Sides with Stephen Connor, partnering with Unsilenced Voices of CMSD. We have back with me today my favorite progressive, my lovely co-host, Kayla. Say what's up. Hey, what's up? Me and Kayla would like to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And me and Kayla have the same feelings towards it, but we have different views of it. And what I mean by it is we both feel the same way about like, oh, we should have got time or whatever, but we both have a different reaction to it. Like the aftermath from both of us are very, very different. And since this is called both sides, I'm going to share both sides of it. So Kayla, how do you feel about the verdict and what's the aftermath of it for you? Um, well, I'm just going to say I feel very angry about the whole thing in general. Um, <clears throat> I think it, of course, like, I just feel so powerless. It's like we've seen that our justice system has just been, like, working a certain way for so long. And, like, it's just, like, taking sides. Um, and it's just, like, it's just been very frustrating just, like, keeping up with this whole case in general you know, three people have lost their lives because of a person who decided that they had the power to do what they did. And, you know, my thing is that it could have been anyone. It could have been me. It could have been one of my friends, one of my family members. And unfortunately, probably the same exact thing would have happened. So that makes me extremely like sick to my stomach. The fact that somebody can do what they did and walk away. And I feel like this you know, this whole case and the verdict that came along with it is just going to lead to this happening over and over and over again. In my opinion, if it happened before, people will test their limits and, you know, you know, unfortunately, like, do it again and the consequences will be exactly the same. So I'm very angry and I've been keeping it in for a while. I feel like we should take this case very seriously, in my opinion, because it shows what can happen. Like, this isn't just a one-time thing. It could be a lot more cows out there that do the same thing and get the same punishment. And yeah, so that's how I feel. Well, me and Kayla had a good 30-minute debate slash heated discussion about this uh, topic before we even got on the podcast. Uh, like I said, we have the same feelings towards the verdict, but we have different aftermaths of it. Um, how I personally feel, I don't want to prioritize how I personally feel, so I'll just make it quick because I do have a personal feelings. I feel like he should have got charged with something, um, dealing with self-defense, um, well, not doing something with self-defense. I think he should have been charged with killing them. And um, there's no doubt denying that it was self-defense. So since it, it probably would have been labeled as self-defense, even if he was labeled guilty, I think he would have got five to 10 years possibly, and that would have been fine with me. I just personally feel like he would have got some time. And I just feel like it's unfortunate that he didn't. And I do feel bad and, and hope we lift in prayer or keep in our thoughts those people's family members who were sadly killed by the man. I feel like we should keep them in prayer, keep them in our thoughts. And I really wish them the best. And it's no replacing a loved one, like Kayla told me, off the podcast, off the mic. However, I'm pushing my personal feelings aside 
And the point of me doing this podcast and the point of me talking to you guys is for me to give you truth and give you facts. And the honest, and to be honest with you, I've seen the videos and I knew right away he was going to get off with self-defense. Should he have gotten off his self-defense, that is up for debate. But the simple fact of the matter is he got off his self-defense. The people attacked him first in the videos. And because of that, unfortunately, some of them passed away. And the person who did survive the attacks, he testified on court, in court, that they attacked him first, Kyle House. They attacked Kyle House first, and he didn't attack them first or anything. And so, therefore, that's how he acted in self-defense. And right from the jump, when I saw the video, I was like, oh, he's going to get off with self-defense. And then when I heard the testimony, I was like, oh, he's getting off with self-defense. And to me, I felt like this trial was very unnecessary because I already knew what the outcome would be. And probably also the judge didn't take it seriously because he already had all the evidence he needed. And I think that's another bad thing that the judge didn't take it seriously. And because of that, you know, Kyle got some questionable, questionable advantages. But it's, it's, it's weird how his videos of him before everything happened, talking about he was here to help, asking people if they need first aid kits. And he... It seems like from the videos that he was there to help protect small businesses from looters, quote unquote, and rioters. That's what it seemed like from the videos that were presented and that I've seen from the very beginning. That's what it seems like to me. And like I said, my personal feeling is that he should have got charged. But the facts, the, the, the truth, everything that I watched and seen the evidence to me, uh, it could be different from you. It showed that he was innocent. Now. I'm not a lawyer, neither is Caleb. So please do not go here and act like we're lawyers or experts on this stuff. When we're honestly just giving our opinions and I'm giving you my opinion based on how I feel personally and what I saw. So please do not use me as a lawyer or Caleb because we are not lawyers. But Caleb, I know you disagree with me and I know you're burning up on the other side of the mic. So please go ahead and tell me how you feel. Actually, I'm very calm, Steven, for your information. <laughs> not for real. I, um, I think this whole thing makes me angry because it's just like he's almost been like on. Um, okay, so I feel like it's kind of been split, and by half the people they he has been like pretty much hated, which is understandable, and by the other half he's been like uplifted or almost like like made a hero. Even like Matt Gates, they said Gate or is it Gates? Whatever one it is, he um, is Matt pedophile. Oh, I don't know if I could say that. Oh, it, it's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, you know, he um has like offered Kyle like a um internship if you know he was like proven innocent and he was proven innocent. So it's just pretty much like he's been like given like and like a reward for this. Like he's he not only has he not been like given a slap on the wrist he's been like given rewards for what he did and he's been like made a hero and people think that more people out there should be like him um I don't think that prayers are enough like it's not enough just to pray for people because like those three lives that were lost those aren't coming back no matter how hard you try like they're gone and you know maybe they did come after him first but you know at the end of the day I don't feel like that they deserve to lose their lives. And I think we need to focus on um, like, okay, the gun laws, 
I don't know how a 17 year old kid was able to get a gun, first of all, like get into his hands, go across state borders and do what he did. I think that the shows that we should have um, more gun like control because nobody should be able to do that. Because like, like a 17 year old could get possession of a gun. Now, not only a gun, we're talking about like a, a automatic rifle, like a gun that can take out like a whole army basically, like a really um, dangerous gun. And he had like possession of it. And then the judge made it seem like that the case didn't matter. He didn't take the case seriously. He said that the people that lost their lives weren't victims. And <clears throat> like, you already saw that the odds were stacked against Kyle. And I feel like- uh, you, like mean this, you mean the odds were stacked against the victims, the quote unquote victims, right? Not Kyle. The, 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 the odds were in favor of Kyle. It was stacked against the quote unquote victims. Oh yeah, yeah. So then um, I feel like a lot of people say be objective about this, but like, I feel like the fact of the matter is, as I said before, people died because of this. And like that right there should give more people emotion. And I, I'm emotional about this whole case. So I feel like the people that try to like discredit like our feelings, especially people who think like me, I feel like that's really messed up because you can't just say, oh, you're putting your emotions, your feelings into this with something that terrible happened, especially considering the fact that it could be them or their family members or their friends. So yeah, that's how I feel. I get how you feel, Kayla, but I disagree personally. Well, I don't disagree. I just see it in a different way. Um, I respect your opinion and your personal truth. Uh, time for me to speak my personal truth, my opinion. I don't think, I not I don't think, I feel as if the judge, well, yeah, I do think, but I feel as if the judge didn't take this case seriously because he saw the evidence he needed already before the case happened. Like I said, the videos that were shown showed Kyle getting attacked first. And it's no denying that he got attacked first. He was minding his business, technically. He was minding his business and he got attacked. That's what it seems like on, uh, that's what it's like on the camera, on the video. And because of that, the judge already had in his head what he was gonna do. And then the gun law in Wisconsin that he got off on the technicality with is an old outdated gun law or something that should be changed. But whatever it was, the gun wasn't small enough. I've heard, I'm not telling y'all this is facts, but I've heard that it was a small gun, not a big gun like he is. That was like, cause during the time it was gang violence or whatever, and niggas using small guns and stuff like that. And then he was 17 at the time or 16. And however old the age was, he was a year old so he got off on the technicality. To me, what saved Kyle Rittenhouse was a bunch of technicalities. Technically, he was, uh, just because it's legal, though, doesn't mean it's right, but technically, he was able to cross the um, state lines and bring the gun. Technically, what he did was self-defense. Technically, he should have got away with self-defense. Technically, it was self-defense. And so, because of all these technicalities, the judge just to me, knew what he was going to do before the before it even started. And like I said, the cherry on top, the icing on the cake, 
the, the big grand finale, the sweat sealed the deal, was when the dude who survived the attacks got up there and said they attacked the man first. Okay, like, I see what you're trying to say is that the odds were, like, well, basically that the evidence is already there, so that's why he didn't take it seriously. I don't think that that's enough. Like, if it was, like, any other case, okay, how do I explain this? I, I just feel like that when something like this Kayla, happens, Kayla, 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 don't, don't try to sugarcoat anything. Just say how you feel. Don't, don't sugarcoat No, I'm trying to put it in the right words. Dang, uh, too. Oh, I'm trying okay. to say that he should have took it more seriously, that he shouldn't have um been as subjective as he was. Like, I remember that he said the people that lost their lives, that we shouldn't call them victims, per se. And I think that's really messed up. First of all, he also said something along the lines of, um, no, no, no. Actually, yeah, another thing that he did was that he read a menu while he was like on the stand, like, you know, basically showing that he didn't care, it's whatever. Like, you are a person who's like an elected official. You're, you know, you're you're a judge. You're paid to do your job. You're not paid to like sit up there and act like this case is nothing. Also, just like I said, like the three people that died, at least they deserve to be like taken seriously. So I feel like that's another part. I feel like this whole case in general just shows that our justice system just needs to be reformed. The technicalities all together added up into um, one big like slap on the wrist basically for him, not even a slap on the wrist. And he, I think that he should have got so much more time, so much more punishment at the end of the day. And it, it scares me like that, that this happened because it just means that it can happen again. So, yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying and I agree, but still to me at the end of the day, I mean, I, I respect the decision that the judge came to, even though I don't agree with it, I respect it only because like I said, the evidence that I saw and what I watched and what I witnessed. And since I witnessed it, I. I can't sit here and act like it wasn't self-defense. I can't sit here and act like the people shouldn't have attacked him. The people shouldn't have attacked him. Now, I think he should have attacked back because it's self-defense because, I mean, come on. But I don't think he should have shot them. I should. I thought he could have fought them, like, with his hands or something. Like, there's ways he could have defended himself that wouldn't have ended deadly. But one of them pointed a gun at him, and someone tried to hit him in the head with a skateboard. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, it was really... To me, like I said, this case was already decided before it begun. And I just think that this case was a waste of time and the media wasted its time covering it when we should worry about cases like Ahmaud Arbery's. Um, I think that their cases like should be focused on, but at the same time, this case should also be focused on. I mean, like, let's just look at before, like, Forget about like what happened, you know, like when he was starting, like before, how did he, a 17 year old kid, get hold of a gun? And then on top of that, travel across state lines with it. Because like, if, if it was like, I feel like basically that he shouldn't have had access to the gun in the first place. And 
yeah, just like I said before, I think it shows that we need tighter gun restrictions because, I mean, if he's able to have a gun at 17, I mean, that means me and you are able to have guns, and I'm pretty sure that you wouldn't agree with that. I mean, like, come on now. I think gun violence is a different, gun control and stuff is a different uh, topic from this, but. No, I mean, I think they're parallel. Like, basically, I think there needs to be tighter gun restrictions, like tighter gun laws, because. Okay, so what I see here, okay, so the reason why he was able to get there is because his dad lived there. Okay. But the access to the gun in the first place, and the fact that he brought it with him, and the fact that he took out some people. Did, he, did he actually bring it with him? Like, do we know that as a fact that he brought it with him? That, or did he get yes, it while he, he had was a gun. He brought the gun across state lines. I thought that was like baseline stuff. So basically, I feel like the I feel like the media tried to portray him in a certain way that makes him look evil and vicious. And I also feel like the media tried to portray him in a way that made him seem innocent. And honestly, I don't think he's evil or vicious. I just don't think he's innocent. I just feel as if that he felt like he, I feel like he honestly did what he felt was right. And I feel like he, what he did, he thought was right. Him defending himself, I think he thought that was right in the right way, even though he could have handled it with his fist or something. But he still felt, or he could just hit him with the gun. She was big enough to knock someone over with. But he felt as if what he did was right. And I just don't think that we should portray him as a hero. And I don't think we should just portray him as a villain. I just think we should um, portray him as a kid who shouldn't have had a gun in the first place. And had a bunch of technicalities and just got off based off of those technicalities. Um, no. So uh, there were tons of cases that I just, okay, I think that is really messed up because now of course a lot of these cases are different. And just like you said before, like I'm, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an expert at any of this stuff, but we've we can tell Kayla. Bro, bro. You know, I hope he crops this part out because I'm sick of you. Anyway, <laughs> there have been like plenty of. <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't. All right, what was you saying? Like, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Like, there have been plenty of cases where, like, um, like women, for an example, have like killed their abusers out of self defense with the gun. And unfortunately, they ended up in jail for a long period of time. And I just feel like that, cow, you know, because like Kyle Rittenhouse like didn't, it's just so like so much like unfairness. Like, okay, yes, you know, whatever. Let's just say, yeah, he was threatened or whatever. How come the women who are threatened by their abusers and killed their abusers are like now in jail or now suffering in some way, shape or form. That's another thing though, is that you look at other cases and of course, you know, they're not exactly the same, I'm not gonna lie. But overall, self-defense is the common denominator. The only thing is that, you know, a lot of them for one are people of color and um, have, you know, some type of different circumstance, but they're still like, um, 
they, they were still like acquitted or like charged for their um for what they did. So I also don't like that. Okay, so I I get what you're saying, but uh, like I don't know how to I don't know how to work this. I get what you're saying, Kayla. It, it's it's just that with me. I mean, I'm just gonna take it as it is, and I, I I'm pissed off as much as you are, but it's honestly nothing we could do at this point about this case. The verdict has already been given. There's overwhelming evidence that supports him. At this point, we might as well just take the evidence with a grain of salt and move on. That's how the judge interpret the case anyway. Um, strongly disagree. I think that um, that we should not move on from this case because just like you were saying before, like before this um, podcast, like you were saying that stuff like this has been like shows happened before, like black people have been in like far like very minute situations, but have gotten way more time or have ended up dead. And like, he hasn't, you know what I mean? I don't think like this justice system, as you said, is like entirely like out of place. It has different rules for different people and it plays favoritism. And I just feel like we can't just continue to overlook this. It is something that like, we can do stuff about this. I feel like, um, is I mean it's our it's our country and these are our lives at stake. So I feel like we should be having more conversations about this and doing everything that we can to combat whatever just happened. What was this two or three days ago? Because we can just like look at this happen over and over and over again because like well yeah we cannot like risk more lives. You know we we cannot watch this happen as many times as it's probably gonna happen in the future. I see where your concerns are, but I don't think nothing like this will happen again in the future. And I wholeheartedly disagree. I mean, like if you, I mean, let's just even like take this to, um, okay. So obviously our justice system is in place to um, make sure that, you know, those who maybe, you know, commit a crime are, you know, punished for it, right? Well, hang on, Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. I didn't clarify what I meant by, I don't think this will happen again. I don't think that that, a case like this will happen again. Like with the overwhelming evidence, like something like this might happen again. Like what happened with him bringing the gun, that stuff. But I don't think like all the circumstances and all the, positive things that fell into Kyrene House laps, I don't think that would ever happen again. That's why I meant by not every case is the same, but I'm saying that there are going to be a lot of people who look at this case and they're going to feel like, especially unfortunately, white men, they're going to look at this case and feel like that they automatically deserve more power than other groups of people. And they're gonna do the exact same thing that he did. Now, of course, the the case and the evidence is not all gonna be the same. Everybody's different, every case is different, every state is different. But the same baseline thing is gonna happen. And at the end of the day, what matters is that lives will probably be lost. And that's that's the thing that is the most important, I feel like. So yeah, I feel like that this generally might happen again because he wasn't punished for it. I mean, like, 
even like with kids, like if they see their little sibling or something, do something, not get in trouble for it, more than likely they're gonna think that it's okay to do. It's, it's the same thing here. They're gonna feel like they can do the same exact thing almost and get away with it. I get your concerns about this whole case and I understand, like I really do. It's just that I disagree with like, I just think that we should move on from this case only because, like I said, it's nothing that we could possibly do to help change the verdict, to help change the decision. So uh, my question for you now, Kayla, is do, do did you see the video at all? Like any part of the video of him? Yeah. Of the, you, do you, you, you understand that he acted in self-defense, right? According to the video, he acted in self-defense, right? Okay. Yeah, okay, so you do, okay. So my question here is, what if they would have charged him with self-defense but gave him a lighter sentence? Would you would have been fine with that? I mean, like, you know, I feel like that he deserves, well, I feel like that he deserves, obviously, a sentence. So if they were to, um, <clears throat> of course, like, compared to what he got now, it would seem better. But um, I, I don't know. I just feel like this whole thing, I feel like that basically he just deserves so much more time that he doesn't deserve a slap on the wrist for what he did in the families that like so many families are going to have to suffer because of what happened. And unfortunately, I think at least like two of them had kids, if I'm not mistaken. At least, it's at least one of them, I think. But I know that like it's probably kids that are going to be raised without like parents. And I'm, like that shouldn't be taken lightly. I'm also I'm not confirming this. I'm just saying a rumor. It was a rumor that the first person who got killed by him was a um, predator. Uh, uh, so okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and, I, yeah. I, um, that's another thing. Like I'm not addressing it for you, like for what you said specifically. I'm just like addressing it for those people who are like, oh well, he did this and he did that. Okay, and you know, if that's true, they deserve to, you know, go through, you know, the process, like go to court, but they don't deserve to be taken out by a 17 year old kid who doesn't like, who didn't need the gun in the first place. You know what I'm saying? You can't bring up somebody's past and be like, well, oh, you know, he deserved it. Because if it was like, I feel like that they deserve, you know, due process, they deserve to go to court, fight out their case, you know, and then if they get the time, whatever but I don't think that they deserve to get killed for what they've done and it's not like that he knew what they did before it's not like he was like oh this is a predator I'm gonna kill him he just saw someone okay. charge towards him killed him okay so um it's this thing on Wikipedia that summarizes what happened and you want me to read it real quick Kayla or no yep okay so do you want me? Uh, the one thing is, it's it's this thing on Wikipedia that you could look at the shooting, and it gives you all the facts and evidence, like breaks it down, like oh. part by part. But I'm just gonna read the overall summary. Um, Kyle Rainhouse was pressured by a group that included Joseph Rosenbaum. That's his name, right? Rosenbaum, who was unarmed. Nearby resident Joshua Z fired a shot in the air causing Rittenhouse to turn toes towards Rosenbaum in a parking lot. Um, the man, then Joseph, then laughed at Rittenhouse and tried to take Rittenhouse's rifle. 
after which wife written how shot him four times killing him which is the the first indicate of self-defense. They fired the gunshot. It scared in the house. The dude tried to take his gun, Joseph. He tried to get it back, and then he shot the man. I think it was unnecessary to shoot him here. He could have just hit him in the head with his fist, but okay. Um, but exactly. shot him four, three, four times, killing him. Rittenhouse then ran down the street while, be, while being followed by a crowd of at least 12 people. He tripped and fell on the ground after being hit in the head, then fired twice at Freeland, who jumped and kicked him, missing both shots. While Rittenhouse was still on the ground, Anthony Huber struck him in the shoulder with a skateboard and attempted to take his rifle. Then Rittenhouse shot him once in the chest, killing him. Then one more person approached Rittenhouse while pointing a handgun at him. And this is what I think also got him off, too. Then after the dude attempted to shoot him, uh, Rittenhouse shot him. Well, I'm not going to say attempted to shoot him because I don't know what he was going to do after while he pointed the gun at him. There's no telling what he could have did, so I'm not going to say shot him. But Rittenhouse shot him once in the right arm, and then it just talks about the jury, the trial, and all that stuff. So basically what happened, I'm just trying to summarize everything. So basically, to everybody listening, me and Kay agree that he should have got charged with something. Isn't that correct, Kayla? That's correct. We both agree he should have got charged with something, right? Yep. Okay, yes. But where we disagree at is the aftermath of this. Me, I'm taking the facts as it is. I'm respecting the judge's decision because I feel as if there's nothing I could do personally to get him time. Like I said, the article I read tells you that he acted in self-defense multiple times. And because all these, all this evidence fell in his lap, it's just like me personally, I'm taking this for a grain of salt. I'm not advising you to do it. If you want to continue to fight, I suggest you do it because this is something we're fighting for. However, it's just me. I feel like I could spend my time doing more productive stuff and that to actually change something. That's how I feel. And that's why I feel the way I feel. Kayla, why do you feel the way you feel to summarize everything? Well, I mean, like, to be honest, um, as of recently, I've kind of felt, like, numb about this case. And that's why, like, before, um, like, we had started the podcast, I was, like, asking you to reconfirm the facts. Because usually I, I would keep up with something like this. But I don't know. It's just kind of been, like, numbing to hear so many cases that's just, like, you know, of course, like, Jacob Blake, Maud Arbery, George Floyd, and then, like, this, and it's just, like, so much, like, pain, so I've been kind of, like, I don't want to say ignoring it, but, like, yeah, because it's, it's numbing, but now it's kind of, like, I'm, I'm angry, because it's just, like, it's just been happening over and over again, and, of course, like, I know me, myself, like, as you were saying, like, we're powerless. We can't exactly do anything. Like, I can't snap my fingers and he ends up in jail. But I just feel like that we can't not do anything. I feel like to do nothing is to basically give in to what happened. Like, as you said, you feel like he should have been charged. Like, we both agree with that. It's to not, like, fire, to not voice our opinions or to skip over it. I feel like it's just a lot of room for it to happen more. Like basically we're not doing everything in our power to um, <clears throat> raise more awareness about this and to hopefully, you know, stop more things like this from happening. It's, it's essentially what I'm trying to say. So I feel like as of now, I'm a mix of numb, 
mad like of course just sad and I'm just overall like angry but I've been kind of compressing it honestly um I'm kind I'm angry too <laughs> well I'm not angry I'm upset of like I said of what happened but I've accepted what happened and like I said me personally I'm just going to move on and focus on other things um if you're listening to this please do not grab a gun and travel across state lines we do not commend or condone that um that's not a good idea because you can end up not being like tower in house and getting lucky with all this evidence in your favor falling at the palm of your lap in the palm of your hand but um we're going to switch gears if that's okay with you kayla okay okay we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about um, why what we're doing is important. Um, Kayla, I'm going to let you start off since I start off with the last segment. Uh, well, or did you? I don't remember. Anyway, Kayla, I'm going to let you start off with this. Why do you feel as if civics 2.0 and what we're doing is important? Um, you might start off for, for this one, please. Oh, okay, that's cool with me. Um, I think I should start off anyway because I think you started off with the whole Kyle right in the house. But anyway, I feel as if this is important because we need people to pay attention more to politics on the state, local, and national level. Um, We talk about everything here. We talk about state, local, national level politics. And I think that me and Kayla and sometimes Jeremiah, when he chooses to come here, um, I think that... um, I think that me and Kayla are a breath of fresh air because me and Kayla are friends off um off camera. We off the microphone. Yeah. We're, Unfortunately, we're just, we are. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> we're, we're just not putting on the front to y'all. Like, we actually have conversations. Like, the first time I met her on Zoom, we, we was on the phone for like an hour, two hours, talking about politics, getting to know each other, you know? We're actually friends, and we actually have a good relationship. And me and her disagree on almost everything. We, 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 we are on two. Yep totally different sides of the political spectrum and Mm -hmm. the whole point of this show is to get people to understand that just because you disagree with somebody doesn't mean you can't be friends like every now and again she called me a trumpy and every now and again i call her a bernie person or socialist or a progressive or an aoc fangirl or uh, unrealistic <laughs> American, or you know, I'm gonna stop with all these names. But yeah, y'all are for real. But like, we just like have a bond, and we have a bond over politics, and we both agree that politics are important, and we both agree that we should have some type of bipartisanship. And the difference between me and Kayla and the crybabies that represent us in DC is that me and Kayla are able to come to some sort of agreement, like. We used to be like with the Red House case, we were able to come to agreement, even with Bernie Sanders. We, I don't, I don't, I'm never going to come to agreement with his policies with her, but we could come to an agreement that Bernie Sanders is actually a genuine person and he's been consistent over the last, over his whole career. We can agree on that. And I just want people to realize that you could be friends, you could be married, you could date, you could do whatever you want with somebody who disagrees with you politically. Me and Kayla do not date, by the way, thank God. Um, she would get yeah, kicked out of every day. She would get kicked out of the house every day. She's a little cuckoo. But like I was saying, wow. the point of this podcast is just for people all together to get a better understanding of politics and to get a better understanding of 
of that. Just because you disagree, don't mean you need to block each other and hate each other for the rest of your life. Kayla, how do you feel? Um, I feel the same way. I think that a lot of this is um just kind of showing like that two people or even more people could sit down and have like an intelligent, you know, conversation without like trying to, you know, kill each other, unlike some people. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, like these conversations I feel like have opened my mind to um different points of view. And I, I kind of do like to debate with Steven. You know, it's it's great, you know. It kind of actually relieves a lot of stress. But <laughs> no, nah, it's just um I think that it's great to have more people who have different political views, you know, kind of come together and you know, they could still disagree, but they're at the end of the day still civil and can, you know, still be friends and all that. Just like he was saying, we've actually had numerous conversations, you know, like on Instagram or on the phone, whatever, about politics and on a lot of stuff we disagree. Like I love Bernie Sanders, I love AOC. He doesn't, you know, that that's his opinion. I think, you know, I don't love that opinion, but you know, it's whatever. He's allowed to uh, feel however he feels. And I do think that more young people need to be involved in politics. I think there are a lot of people who are our age that don't really care. And I feel like we need to kind of rise up, you know, start participating more in our communities, voting, all of that other stuff. So that's why I do what I do. And I just really like talking about social and political issues. It's kind of um, my passion. And this might be what I major in eventually. So yeah, that's pretty Same much here. it. Yeah. I just wanted to share real quick uh, a conversation we had this past Friday at 3.25 p.m. Um, Kayla posted something about Cal Rittenhouse and she was Saudi. And I took the opportunity to troll her because, like I said, debating and talking with Kayla brings me so much joy. It's like therapy. And so I decided to ask her, why are you mad? And then she's going to get smart and say, huh, like she ain't understand what I said. So I said, why are you mad? And she answered me, well, I'm not doing this. Just replace the S with a K-H-I-T. Uh, and you could, you could figure out the rest. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> she was so, I like the fact that Kayla is so emotionally attached to this. And I like the fact that she's actually passionate and she really cares. Like she really cares about this. And I really appreciate it because then that makes my job 10 times easier and funner. Because if Kayla wasn't as passionate as she would, I would be bored doing this. But I'm not bored doing this. I actually love doing this because of Kayla. If, if, if it wasn't for Kayla, I don't even know if we would still be doing this podcast because Jeremiah gave up on me. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah is horrible. You know, um, Stephen likes to make me mad, and unfortunately, I feed into that because I'm passionate about this type of stuff. So yeah, but at the end of the day, we're able to um still be civil to each other and make fun of each other. So that's great. Yes, yes, that's great. Well, if it's not any more closing, um, uh, do you have anything else you would like to say before we end, Kayla? Nope. Just try to you know. Pay attention to everything that's happening politically on your local level, state level, and national. Yes, yeah, speaking of national level, special shout out. I won't talk smack about him this week. I promise. I told my mom I wouldn't. Shout out to Kevin McCarthy, future Speaker of the House, and his filibustering of the Bill Back Better plan in the House of Representatives. Kayla, let's give him a round of applause. 
Kayla's not gonna clap. I, I don't. I don't like you. No. <laughs> Kayla's not gonna clap. I'm doing this semester with Kayla, y'all. But Kevin McCarthy sat there and filibuster for eight hours. Was it eight hours? He sat there and filibustered for eight hours to build back better social spending spree. Not the real infrastructure, but quote unquote human infrastructure. And when I say not the real infrastructure, I'm not saying that human uh, infrastructure isn't real. To me, it's not real. But to you, it could be real. I just want to clarify that. But he, he is such a heroic man and such a patriot for standing up for what he believes in. If only he would give the same energy to Trump that he gave to this bill, I would respect him even more and I would love him. But for this weekend and this weekend only, I would give Kevin McCarthy a little bit of praise. But please, y'all, do not let this man become Speaker of the House. I'm, I'm, I'm like so serious. <laughs> Okay, I think I think they get the point. Let's just close out, bro. Please, it's painful. You know. C C C Kayla ain't triggered, y'all. Y'all see how she ain't triggered. But that's it for us. Uh, but that's it for us. Um, Make sure you tune in to the other episodes if you want to get catched up. Check out my interview with Eric Gordon on the uh, um, the website after this or um, whenever you want to. Um, make sure you do your research. Look into this case that we talked about. Um, and yeah, make sure you vote, register to vote, do all that lovely stuff. And until next time, remember, we love you and God loves you. Be good people. Stephen and Kayla out. Peace. Hey.